Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective. We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week. I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer from a long line of medicine women and men. I have a master's of science in herbal medicine, best-selling author of witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, and founder of Plant Coven. And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of occult bath and body brand, Witch Baby Soap, college-educated holistic health practitioner, and lifelong witch. Welcome to episode 11 of the Elzer Hour podcast for the 11th episode. I think we have a pretty fitting herb. So for angel number 11, we are going to do Angelica. Yes. I didn't even realize we were on 11 already, and that's a perfect, I know. It's perfect for Angelica. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, let's dive into it and talk about the basics of Angelica. I love the birds in the background. I can't. They're so loud. I swear. I don't know if it's because our earth is healing herself or what's going on. This is the loudest they've ever been, and my window's not even open. <laughs> they're, they're partying because the people aren't out. They're super happy. <laughs> so since we last recorded, life in the United States has changed drastically. Yeah. I mean, the world, too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, for those of you who don't know, Juliet and I live in the tri-state area in the suburbs of New York City. So our area is getting hit pretty hard by COVID-19 right now. Yeah. Um, So we are going to start doing a series of episodes about herbs that we are using right now to help, you know, keep us healthy during this uh, really scary time. Yes. I mean, I miss seeing your face, but... We're doing it over yeah. online right now. So I know. It feels safe. like forever since I've seen you. I know. <laughs> and you're such an awkward hugger. I feel like you're going to give me the best hug ever. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Or. <laughs> my hugging might, skills might decline. Yeah. Or you might not want to hug anybody in the world ever again after this. No. It'll be fine. Oh, gosh. All right. Hey. So. Um. Let's talk about the folk names for Angelica. Yes. We have Garden Angelica, Angel Wart, Archangel, Master Wart. Um, it's a masculine plant. It's ruled by the sun. A lot of uh, sun herbs are really good for exorcisms and protection and mm-hmm. just overall well-being of the spirit. Um, its element is fire and its deity is Venus, which I found really interesting. Venus. That's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, I'm not a big fan of deities with plant combinations only because like when we've talked about in episodes before, they could be ruled by maybe different planets or, Mm -hmm. um, different aspects or different parts of the plant could be for the sun or for the moon. So that's like your expertise part there yeah well I think when it comes to also looking at like deities for a plant I would just assume that people have worked with that deity with that plant or there's some kind of folklore that's connecting that plant to that deity Um, and that doesn't mean that that deity necessarily like owns that plant or like it's only for that deity you just kind of have to use your intuition. It's also associated with um, a lot of Christian aspects, too. So this is going to be a great herb for any of the Christian witches out there. Yeah, especially the witches who believe in angels. Yeah, angel work with this herb is going to mm-hmm. be key. Yeah, for people who believe in angels, um, and especially with Archangel Michael, he's very protective um, Archangel Michael's probably the, f- he is the first angel that I have ever seen in my life. Um, and someone that I hold dear to my heart. And a lot of times when I do protection work, um, I actually call onto him or when I pray and I need protection, um, I've been calling him a lot, especially now to kind of protect everybody on this earth from this nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so 
supposedly this this plant sprouted where Archangel Michael first set foot on Earth. Yeah, and it blooms during his feast, right? Uh, I am not sure. Yeah, it says that the story that the name even came about because it blooms on around Michael's feast day and that they say that he would appear um, in a vision to people to explain how she protects against evil. Yeah, yeah. So um, a monk said that the use of Angelica during the plague came to him in his dream. So, yeah. It's not even, yeah, because they even have, what is it, Don Kauai? Yeah. I believe that, yeah. So it's not only just in Christian, it's like it's been all over the world in lore about her protection qualities, which is really, really interesting and really powerful for her. Yeah, it is an herb of Archangel Michael, like you said. Also, Archangel Raphael, St. Michael, the Annunciation, and it's also known to some as an herb of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I also saw the root of the Holy Ghost, too. Yes, yes, it also goes by that name. Mm-hmm. So it was a gift from an archangel. That's one lore that, that also that it sprouted where Archangel Michael first set foot. It was also grown in monasteries to ward off evil. Mm-hmm. In Eastern Europe, uh, there are special chants that the kids learn from early childhood to bring angelica to the markets also the way angelica looks she's it looks like a star bursting so yeah just the visual of her looks very angelic like like she belongs in the divine which is really beautiful yeah and also the sun herbs too a lot of them are gonna have that like angelic like quality because they almost like rise to the heavens like they grow very tall Mm -hmm. um angelica grows up to eight feet tall And so do, like, sunflowers are a sun herb, you know. Anything that really shoots up towards the sun or towards the heavens is going to be a sun herb. Yeah. Um, It was also used in Carmelite water, which I'm going to include a recipe in the show notes. Okay. The first recorded recipe of Carmelite water is from 1379, and it was made by Carmelites in France. This Mm -hmm. is also used, you know, it's been used in alcoholic beverages, but it was also touted as like a a health-giving tonic in the medieval times. So Mm -hmm. to make it, you need, this is a very basic recipe, a bottle of white wine, one cup of lemon balm, half a cup of angelica, zest of one lemon, and a pinch of freshly grated nutmeg. But, mm, that actually sounds delicious. Yeah, so you can use it. You can make, like, a caramelate water drink. You could probably also use it for, you know, other magical uses, almost like, I guess, a Florida water. Right. But And you said alcohol, right? I know. Yeah, um, white, white wine. White wine. How about the gin? I'm sure there are recipes out there. Yeah. I saw a lot of um, combinations with gin specifically but i like the white wine that's it would give it such a really sweet and smooth flavor yeah it says that traditionally it contained 14 herbs um lemon balm lily of the valley which by the way can be very poisonous so Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't recommend that especially if you're a beginner uh chamomile sage mugwort angelica uh gentian root how do you is that how you pronounce that yeah uh, fennel, sandalwood, nutmeg, coriander, uh, clove, lo- le- lemon, and cinnamon. That's a weird... So you go from sweet with kind of like a spice flavoring. Yeah. yeah. So that's what it kind of sounds like with all those herb combinations. Which is interesting because I feel like mm-hmm. Angelica is often used in uh, alcoholic beverages with kind of similar taste it's also used in a lot of absinthe i wonder is because she's very bitter like um so i wonder if that's why that combination of the sweeter herbs the smoother ones to kind of out take out that bitter taste of angelica you're having it with coffee right yeah well i i'm drinking it right now in my Mm. coffee i've been drinking it like every day since i've been self-quarantining 
and I had it in my coffee because it just tastes like coffee. I had a mm. lot of things in my coffee, though. <laughs> I also put uh, valerian root in a decaf coffee. Yeah, I love valerian root in coffee. It just, because, it's amazing. Yeah, so if you if you don't want to drink valerian root tea, which I don't know if you've ever smelt, I know you've smelt valerian root. Yeah. But listener, if you have not smelt valerian root, it smells like a dirty foot. It's so, weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, so, it is weird. <laughs> if you can't get down with like dirty foot tea, then you could put it in a decaf coffee and make like a nice dessert before bed coffee because you use valerian root for dream magic. Mm. So that's, I like to put in a decaf coffee and put, you know, like milk and sugar and all the nice stuff and make it a dessert. Yeah. I have um, a remedy. Um, You just combine, I'll put it on also on the blog, Angelica with mullein, cold foot. Um, And you mentioned licorice before when we were talking. Um, I think it's a good idea to actually add licorice to this combination, so I'm going to add it to the recipe. So it'll be a combination of mine and your recipe. Nice. Yeah, because with the cold foot, the mullein, and Angelica, it's very earthy. If we add the licorice, it would give it that a little bit of a sweet honey taste with the combination Mm -hmm. of mullein. So I think that would be really great. I'll put it on the blog. And it's really, really great for cough um, and swelling of the throat. So I also, um, in my searches, found out that Angelica is a protected plant in Finland, Mm. which I really enjoy because I'm also Finnish. Finnish natives who practice shamanism regarded Angelica as a holy herb, and they use it to treat and cure Spanish flu, plague, and scurvy. Mm -hmm. It is also traditionally used in Finnish soups and stews, and it's smoked like tobaccos here in the Americas. Right. Finnish natives smoke um, Angelica root. Yeah, kind of like the natives uh, here in North America. They, um, especially with the seeds, they work a lot with the seeds and placing it in their foods. Um, and like I was mentioning before, before the call, <laughs> um, using it as a paste for the body um, to bring down swelling, to kind of suck up the water retention in the body. Mm-hmm. And it brings down bruising, brings down swelling, inflammation. Um, and they've used it like that as well, I believe believe in a lot of their respiratory health another fun fact about angelica root is that it's a it's a delicacy for reindeer is it <laughs> yeah i thought that was really cute oh <laughs> what the do reindeer they, they love angelica that's interesting and reindeers are very angelic i don't care what yeah. anybody says i f- feel it from them just looking at them they're just this beautiful enchanting animal they um, really are so magical. They really are magical. That's interesting. Maybe because they eat so much Angelica. Yeah, I don't know. Aww. They just have like a peaceful aura. They do. Super peaceful. It's like if, I don't know, they just just truly magical. They really are. And it's not just because, you know, we've watched them in Christmas movies growing up and things like that. It's just the animal itself is just so majestic. So if you, dear listener, would like the peaceful aura of a reindeer you should eat more angelica oh that's awesome talking about <laughs> reindeers i'm i decided i was gonna put up um we have the christmas tree and like christmas lights we're gonna start putting them around in my home just to yeah. kind of brighten things up in here i saw that i saw that some people are putting christmas lights up get um, out well outside of your where you live not here. Right now in town, they're doing like a rainbow thing where there's like a rainbow hunt. So people are putting rainbows in their windows. They're putting them on oh their sidewalks. Gosh. And then you walk around and see how many rainbows you can find. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Um, no, I cannot walk out my house where where I am. It's the highest rating, I think, right now. We were highest rated. Yeah. I think we still are. So it's, I'm not even going to go to my porch at this point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's, it's like where I live, everybody's been outside and they've all been, like all of my neighbors, I live in a downtown area, have been 
on their porches yesterday. Uh, my neighbors across the way were on the roof with their dog. So. Yeah, I have a rooftop. We're waiting for it to get warm. I heard tomorrow's going to be nice and warm, so we're going to get to the rooftop and start. I'm going to bring my plants up there and just create this little porch up there. Yeah, that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. It makes you think about the space that you're in so much being stuck inside your house for so long. Yeah, and it's interesting because I'm, I work from home. I'm an introvert. I like being home. But mm-hmm. I never, I didn't realize how much I actually do go out. I do go out a lot. I go hiking almost every weekend. I go out to nature. I'm always buying plants. So like little things like that or, you know, stopping by my mom's and having coffee with her, all of that. I didn't realize that I did a lot of that. And then now it's like kind of like I'm missing it so much. Um, I think, you know, that last what it's been for I don't even know how long we've been at home I think four weeks now right I've been home since Friday the 13th that's my birthday my yeah. birthday was like a ghost <laughs> I was like well and I and um but no I the week before my birthday that's when we were already inside so I yeah. think we've been here for four weeks already Mm-hmm. My birthday's coming up on May 6th, so it's also going to be a total Inside. wash. <laughs> my son's, um, was suppo- he was supposed to graduate. He was going to high school. And I remember before this, they were just, he sent me a picture from school with him wearing his cap and gown. He was so happy. And he's not right. He's in the room on the other side of the house. So I'm planning to do, I'm going to make a cap and gown in here somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and... We'll play the music and have my family on FaceTime or Zoom and do the graduation in here for him. You just have to kind of, you know, try to do something, you know, and not give up Mm -hmm. on things that are not happening. Yeah, my daughter had like a Zoom birthday party for her friends. You told me that's so cute. Yesterday. It was really cute. Oh, that's very special. I think, you know what, even if it's kind of sad that they weren't there physically, I think that's even more meaningful. Um... For them to show up that way and yeah. have that kind of connection with her. Well, they're never going to forget this, you know. Never, yeah. It's it's so crazy. I um I actually, like, broke down, like, two weeks ago because mm-hmm. I was just, like, mourning how different things are going to be. And, like, the past. I was just mourning the past. Because, uh, you know, life is going to be fundamentally changed from this. And, uh, like, kids are going to grow up quicker and... It's it's just totally going to change the world, so... And, it, it you know, hopefully for the better, but still, it's still okay to mourn, like, what no longer is, you know? Right. And, like, Joe, my husband, was very confused about, like, why, why I was mourning the past, and I was just like, this is not the first time I have mourned change or just been upset about changes in my life, like... You know, when I first became a mom, I remember, like, crying into my roller derby tights, but I knew it was over. (laughs) And I was happy to make that change. I was so happy to be home with my daughter. I was just starting Witch Baby, and I was really busy with that. So I had all these things that I was, like, super happy about and ready to move into it. But, like, every time I passed through that, like, portal or that transitional phase or whatever, I just, like, can't help but cry because the realization of change is, you know is just overwhelming sometimes. It is. It's it's overwhelming for anyone. So at this epic level of change, you know, we're all going to be going through emotional waves. And I went live yesterday. I was supposed to go live for my community for one hour. I was on there for three hours. That's insane. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And they all stayed on there, which was amazing. But the way I kind of see it is that we... We all want it change. You know, I'm an activist and I'm constantly out there trying to protect this earth and um, indigenous rights and things like that. And I feel like we all collectively have been praying and asking for change, right? For the better, for mm-hmm. the protection and healing of this earth and our people and our animals. And collectively, we have raised the vibration of this earth and the earth is no longer who she was before. She is, n- the energies are different. Even when we come out of this, when we plan or we work with our seasons, it's not going to be same, the same exact energies as before. It would be a yeah. little bit different. It's a higher 
divinity, kind of like fifth dimension, I feel like we had to get rid of that toxic norm that we used to have. And we don't have that normal anymore. And like you said, you mourn it and you have to release it and then accept that, you know, we're we're reborn. This is something new. And we're just going through the birth canal right now. And then once we get out, we're in a new world and, and a new life and we'll, we'll celebrate it later. Right now, it's just very dark um, and scary because it's unknown. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some positive things coming out of the situation. Uh, obviously, we're seeing the effects of how the earth is, mm. is you know, benefiting from this. But oh, also, yeah. you know, um, people are starting to appreciate the middle class and low wage workers. And they're starting to realize that they need to value those people more instead yeah. of just treating them like shit you know a lot of people treat cashiers i was a cashier for two years and it was fucking horrible i would go home miserable every day because people are so nasty to you as mm. my first job and you know i think people are going to really rethink the way they treat other human beings the way they treat nurses and you know the people who are there to help them after this situation for sure and even appreciating life in general. Like, every day, it's weird because you go to... I don't know, how you, how are your dreams? My dreams is like a broken matrix. I'm like, I broke the matrix. Something is not right. My dreams are weird as hell. I'm astral projecting everywhere, and I usually don't do it that much. And it's like, I can't avoid it at this point. But when I wake up, I feel like I'm waking up to a nightmare, to a dream. Um, and then I realize, you know, that this is not about me. This is not about you. This is just a collective healing that has to happen. And during that, there's burning, right? There's deaths, there's bad things that happen, but in the end, it's all for the greater good. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm very aware of my breath. It's like the first thing I pay attention to is me breathing. And I have so much gratitude just to wake up, even if it's to wake up to this reality, I'm still so grateful And I hope people are coming into themselves and really appreciating their bodies, um, especially now that they're so aware, oh, am I coughing? Am I sick? Am I achy? You know? Mm -hmm. So everyone's going to change at one level or the other. And I think it will be for the better because we will be more aware beings and we will appreciate life a lot more. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so as far as my dreams have been concerned, for the first couple weeks of staying home, I didn't have any dreams. It was very strange because uh, I have a very vivid dream life. Mm-hmm. But I maybe I was just like over overloaded. Um, and I, I've had an uptick in psychic ability. Yes. Just a couple nights ago, uh, my daughter woke up and she was like, I, I always ask her about what she dreamed about when she wakes up. Mm -hmm. and she told me that she was having a nightmare about dinosaurs. We've been playing Animal Crossing, so we've been collecting a lot of fossils. So I guess that's what it was about. But right before I woke up, I was also dreaming about dinosaurs, which is not a normal thing for me. (laughs) You know, I don't normally dream about dinosaurs. So it was, uh, I feel like I jumped into her dreams. Right, right. So I'm having a lot more psychic connection, psychic ability. Normally, I, I am a seer, so I have a lot of visions, and I, you know, I ha- I'm a medium, and I could tap into things. But like I said, in the in the dream world, I don't usually travel. I'm always having visions. Mm-hmm. So when this first started, I mean, I was having nasty dreams. I don't know if I you even want me to say it on here. I was pleasuring some weird stranger in his bed, and supposedly I was a ghost, and he knew me to be this ghost who would arrive to his bed to do this to him and I'm like what the hell am I doing and I couldn't stop that myself. is so obscure it was disgusting I was crying while I was doing it. I was oh like my this gosh. is gross and I'm like he wasn't even you know my hot or anything <laughs> yeah this. so I was just like what the hell is going on I, like- was, I was very aware that I was a ghost I was very aware of what the hell I was doing even when I was floating through his apartment, I felt how slow and how heavy the gravity was around me and how tough it was for me to navigate. I was like, I've never felt this kind of 
resistance on my spirit. And I knew it wasn't my spirit. I knew I was literally a ghost at this point. So what made me snap out of the dream was, holy shit, am I dead? (laughs) That is so wild. So I started trying to wake myself up and you could see me. I could feel myself floating in the air and just wiggling and wiggling and wiggling until I started screaming and woke myself up from the bed. And I was like, oh, my God, okay, I'm alive. Like, how was I just a ghost? It was so real and so vivid. And I could still, I know every inch of that man's body. I'm telling you, if I ever see him, I'm going to be like, you're disgusting. (laughs) But that's how it started. And I had that for a couple of nights. It wasn't just one night, by the way, with the same guy. And all of a sudden that stopped when I started kind of coming back to center, kind of balancing and grounding myself doing a lot of spiritual work when I finally like push fear to the out of my body as best I can Mm -hmm. and now it's just I'm astral projecting a lot and I you know I'm sure it's because I want to be out of body I don't want to be here and it has to be that but it's just crazy where I'm going and how it's happening yeah well the human spirit needs to wander you know yeah, I just don't want to get lost. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I need to, like, I've put ground, like, everything that I can around my bed, the herbs, crystals. But my husband alone, he, I know how people say they find their one in their life. He is that one that's able to bring me back. Even when I'm channeling or um, I'm helping a, a spirit cross over, he's, like, he's my earth. Like, I, he could well, touch me. He's a Taurus, right? Yeah, he is. And he his energy hit who he is, his spirit. He knows to hold me and he knows to he'll close his eyes and he calls me in and I always come back. So when he sees I'm doing a reading or when I'm doing a missing case, trying to look for someone and I obviously I have to travel out of my body for that. He brings me back all the time. And I'm grateful to have this partner in life with him. So in bed, when he's next to me, he knows he knows when I'm kind of not in my body, he says I get cold. Usually hmm. I'm like a heater and I'm really hot and he sweats. So when he feels that I'm a little cool, he goes and he hugs me. And I literally always come back to myself because of that. So he That's has like, really interesting. Yeah. So he has like this little way of connecting with me spiritually. He knows to bring my ass back. I'm like, I hope you never hate me because you'll probably let me. <laughs> Just float away. Float away. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what? I think that no matter what, you always come back to yourself, though. Like, you don't have to worry about floating away. I've been yeah. kind of, like, traveling in my dreams since I was a kid. Um, this staying inside thing is normal for me. Uh, I saw some Gen Xers posting about being latchkey kids and being left home with, like, little Debbie treats and hours of television. And Mm -hmm. my mom was a single mom. So that's basically how I spent my childhood. Yeah. Sitting home every day. Maybe that's what gave me such a vivid dream life to begin with, because, you know, I just needed to wander. But you there's there's a little bit of innocence that you can approach the dream world with. It's like when people some people get very afraid to try dream work because they're afraid that they're going to get lost or they're afraid that something's going to happen really bad in your dreams and I think that's giving like a little too much power to uh like you have the power you know the dream world is just a place like you you explore you can gain info from it in my opinion oh no of course it's how visions work how always getting information wisdom from that world, from the other worlds. Not to say some scary ass shit can happen, because trust me, I've had some really, really horrifying, mm-hmm. scary ass shit happen in my dreams. But at the end of the day, you just have to know, like, your physical body is still here. You, that was a dream. Can can things come and follow you from your dreams? Yeah, the potential is there. So you should do protective things. You should be in the right frame of mind when you do do like astral projection Mm -hmm. and lucid dreaming and those types of things Um, especially astral projecting people should always have surround themselves with protection a hundred percent yeah like you don't want to form any like negative attachments from maybe like lower vibrational realms um you can attract you know, what you might call or what someone might call a like a demon or Mm -hmm. like 
like negative lower energies can be found in those darker deeper realms of the dream world so obviously you have to watch out for those types of things like if you're feeling really negative and really angry that's maybe not a time to go and do some dream work right you know it's true yep and I'm usually in control like um when I have visions, visions are very vivid. I'm in other realms. I'm seeing the, either the near future or what's going on presently. But this was different. This was definitely astral projecting without my consent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always so strange when that happens. One time I had that experience where I like went to Morocco. Oh. But you were in Morocco. I was jacking off some weird stranger. <laughs> I'll switch switch spots with you anytime. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really interesting that we we came across this conversation um, because Angelica is a good herb f- or plant for connecting to different dimensions and realities yes she is it's also yeah no i was gonna say especially in the dream world itself you could call the spirit of angelica and she will protect you in a nightmare and she would actually try and stray you away from a nightmare and bring you into a peaceful dream yes exactly so in dream work uh angelica actually usually keeps you out of those deeper darker realms Mm -hmm. so if you are you know dabbling in dream work or a beginner angelica is a really good herb to start with to just keep you protected yes it's also helps you connect with angelic realms and a very interesting thing and i'm not i'm not well versed in this i don't I don't work with Atlantis, but it's also known to be used to connect with Atlantis and Atlantean realms. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great for meditation because it helps you connect with those higher realms of consciousness, those divine realms, angelic realms, etc. So interesting that you mentioned Atlantis. When I was younger, I used to have dreams of Atlantis all the time. I saw myself there. Um, living there. I was a woman. I could see what I was wearing, everything. Um, So I became obsessed when I was younger um, about the presence and what happened to Atlantis and all of that. And when I was there, when I would see my visions there, I would notice a lot of the flowers that were there did look like Angelica, kind of like the star shape. That's super interesting. Yeah, a lot of them had... Like, even pentagram shape. You know how we have a lot of flowers that are shaped like pentagrams or stars? Mm-hmm. I remember vividly seeing, like, the outside, um, like, the path that I was walking to. There was a little garden in front of a, one of those buildings, and that garden had all star-shaped, starburst kind of flowers. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, that's really beautiful. And I was really young. I didn't think anything of it until you just mentioned it now. So, most importantly, what were you wearing? <laughs> So I was super beautiful, super fit, lean, tall. I had white, white, long hair. And I had kind of like, you know, the Romans wear their um, white. Mm-hmm. Like a toga. Like a, it wasn't a toga, though. It was it looked like silk and it just draped really beautifully over my body. That's what I was wearing. And every single person that was walking through that same path, I remember it's it was like a path that we would go to and in my arms I had a little bucket um and it was a silver bucket and it kind of looked silky also with mm-hmm. water and I would hold it with both my hands very carefully and I would walk and people behind me would be walking towards that wherever the hell we were going and they were also all wearing like a white silky color it wasn't That's white white it was kind of like um like off-white yeah you know selenite yeah like that oh, like if you so were to look at a, a like crisp- silvery Yes, that's exactly like a like like the moon. There you go. So if you if you have a selenite crystal ball, um, I know that it kind of looks like the moon, but it's very it's lighter. It's whitish silver. Um, that's what it looked like to me. It felt kind of like Saturn. Like that's I don't know why I said that, but it just that's what it felt like. That's really interesting that now you're bringing up Saturn because also I have in my notes here mm-hmm. that. Angelica is good for epidemical diseases caused by Saturn, 
it's used for basically the plague and any other epidemic. That's interesting. I know she definitely is used for plagues, but I didn't know about that connection with Saturn. Yeah, and in the same in the same um, book, uh, yeah, I I found that you know it was used for diseases of the lungs. So very interesting that you like have that Saturn vibe coming off of this. Yeah, there was definitely that that visual, that energy coming from that whole image and that's what I felt. And the water itself that I was carrying was also very if you would melt silver, that's what it would look like. That's so interesting. I, like, want to see a picture. I wish, I wish somebody would make, like, art of this. I know. I would have to tell somebody because, I, ironically, I'm always, like, I wish I was a great artist. I paint. I'll paint, and I'll paint just, like, energy work paintings, but I don't, I can't form a human body or anything like that for my life. I would have to tell someone, and it's very, I have, like, every little detail in my head because I had so many dreams of it how it looked, everything, all the, the entire place. Even um, this craft that was inside when I would leave there and go to, I guess, what would be another planet. I'm not sure. I mean, I am sure. <laughs> I'm just not trying to sound like a crazy person. Yeah. Um, but I would also like to have that drawn out, this other planet that I would always go to. And I felt like that was my home. You're like Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan? Um, you should, the, the new series for Watchmen on HBO. I haven't seen that. Oh, you should watch it. It's so good. Watchmen, you said? Yeah, yeah. I'm writing it down (laughs) because I have all the time out. (laughs) Yeah, I think you'll love it. It's so good. Watchmen. I'll watch it. It's a total mind fuck. Oh, I love those. Um, so another thing that I thought was interesting about Angelica is right now, obviously we have a pandemic going around Mm -hmm. that affects the lungs. So a lot of people are probably not using smokes and things like that at this time. Mm -hmm. You can add Angelica to an essential oil diffuser and it brings up the vibration of your space and cleanses your space. Yeah. Would they have to uh, make it into tea first, right? Oh, you can use the essential oil, like in a, oh, okay, okay. you know, yes. in the little, yeah, yeah, like teardrop Amazon thing that glows like five different colors or whatever. Whatever yours. Sh- <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch. <laughs> um, another thing that I wrote down that you can do is take a drop of Angelica essential oil and put it in your shampoo for connecting with your crown chakra. That's interesting. I never put anything in my shampoo. That's interesting. I like that. I put lots of things in my shampoo. Hmm. Like crystals. If um, if you wanted to use, depending on what your goal was here, I would say if you're going to do something for like crown chakra, maybe do like angelica and amethyst in your shampoo. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of angelica. Uh, you, Angelica can also cause photosensitivity in some individuals. That's so yeah, I was going to say that. You don't want to use a lot of right. it, and you want to be very careful. Um, you can also do Angelica. Say you want to tap into, like, sun energy and vibrancy. Maybe you're feeling a little bit down and you need, like, something to pick you up. You could do an essential oil, do Angelica essential oil and citrine. Right. That's a combo. I love I love putting citrine in my shampoo. That's really a lot of sun energy there. Yeah. And that's nice because it's like, you know, on your on your head, on your crown, mm-hmm. giving you that like sunny outlook and just shining light upon you, you know? Yeah. I've been bathing in a lot of citrine lately because I'm trying to like focus on the good and raise my vibration and just try to be positive during this, these very dark times. Yeah, my boys the other day were like, Mommy, we're not girls, because I make them a bath every day, and I put 
all kind of herbs and flowers. Yeah. And essential oils. And now they were complaining the first three days. They were like, this is a little much, Mom. And now they're like, when are we going to have the bath? Yeah. <laughs> they're all well, into it now. My husband takes so many baths, like, more than I do. And a, a million bath bombs, herbs, bath potions, <laughs> like, all the things. That's awesome. That's really awesome. You know what? Um, Angelica... Um, the, one of the things I was cautions I was going to bring up was that she does cause, um, sensitive sensitivity to ultraviolet light. Mm-hmm. Um, so if your immune system, like me, I have lupus, I'm very sensitive to the sun. Um, putting it on your skin might not be a good idea. Like not overdoing it. It is safe to take though. Um, the other thing is, I'm not sure if you have known this but angelica does cause like pelvic tightening so it's not suggested for pregnant women yeah yeah my sister-in-law is trying to conceive right now and she was asking me about herbs and i told her not to take this one just because it also can cause um contractions and miscarriage and those types of things yeah but other than then if you're not pregnant it's a really beautiful herb it's really um She's in my book um, that's coming out, and I talk about her wisdom in there. So just having Angelica holding her in your hands, if you hold the roots of Angelica when you're meditating, you can actually travel into your ancestral realms. So you ask Angelica to take you there, and she takes you there safely. And when you're in ancestral realms, what happens is you do a lot of shadow work. Um, in that realm, if you want to do a lot of that kind of healing, if you want to kind of do divinity work on psychic or mediumship, you hold her petals or just have the flower in front of you in general um, and meditate with that flower and ask her to kind of come in and guide you into the higher realm so that you could work on spiritual growth and things like that. That's so interesting. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah. So you could put angelica in your bath it's really good for a hex breaking bath Mm. a lot of people are talking about spiritual baths right now i guess because we're spending a lot of time inside and we're also in these very dark times um so angelica is a really good additive to the bath that gave me idea actually since we were talking about um that paste earlier for i'm i have a i have a pain in my back right now so we were talking about uh, this paste that is good for healing your back uh, mm-hmm. or healing strains and sprains and bruises. If you put Angelica in your bath, you could add some Epsom salts and white willow bark yeah. for body That's aches. Beautiful. Because the white willow bark is the precursor for, what is it, aspirin? Mm-hmm. So putting that in your bath is good for body aches, especially if you do have a lot of aches and pains. That's a good one to use. I guess we can get into the medical properties then. Yes. So as we spoke about earlier, Angelica was used during the plague. It is a really good route for pleurisy, and you should take it at the earliest signs of symptoms so obviously we're not doctors here's how i would take it if i started to feel oh i'm already taking it (laughs) that's how that's how i'm taking it (laughs) i'm drinking it every day but if if you're going to use it like conditionally how i would use it if i had maybe a limited supply or whatever and by the way you can order this on amazon you can order it from some of our favorite websites mountain rose herbs Mm -hmm. or star west botanicals um, you're supposed to take it at the first sign of symptoms. So that doesn't mean the first sign of a cough. Maybe the first sign is an itchy throat. Maybe the first sign is a general, like, you know, feeling of unease. You have to trust your intuition here, you know? Yes. It is, um, it's a respiratory relaxant. So getting it before... Anything starts happening, like infection-wise or swelling of the lungs, um, it would actually really work really great to release congestion and allow the flow of mucus as well um, to kind of flow out of the lungs. So really important to try to get it before you start coughing or it gets severe. It's also indicated for shortness of breath, tuberculosis, coughs, 
aromatherapists use it in respiratory blends. So popping it in your diffuser. Um, Julia and I were talking earlier about how we turn our bathrooms into steam rooms, mm-hmm. which is something I've also been doing is, you know, steaming with different essential oils. I don't have Angelica essential oil on hand. It is a little bit on the costly side. So what I've been using is peppermint and eucalyptus. Yeah. I've been using tea tree too lately. Yeah. I feel called to use her and she's pretty great at also alleviating the airwaves. I also like to throw frankincense Mm. in a lot of essential oil diffusers or like steam baths because... I just like the vibration of frankincense. It's also got that sun energy. So it's good for bringing in like high vibrations and just, for example, I feel like the sun is very connected to health for me personally. When I am about to get sick or when I am sick, usually I pull a reversed sun card. My connection to the tarot can sometimes be really physical. So when I'm sick or I'm about to get sick or someone in my household is sick, I will pull the sun reversed. And for me, that indicates sickness. So the sun right side up for me also indicates like vitality, well-being, etc. So I like to focus when I am sick on taking a lot of sun-centered herbs and crystals like citrine, any type of sun thing, frankincense, angelica, St. John's wort, you know, all of those types of things. So I'm grabbing my citrine as you speak. Yes, it's, it's such a great thing. I love citrine so much. So yeah, uh, other things that I found in the tarot that have represented physical ailments for me have been uh, usually I pull three of swords when I get my period. Mm, that's yeah. interesting. Because it's like the only card with blood in it. Yeah, maybe. So I usually pull it every single time I'm on my period. That's real connection to your deck for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So y- you can look for those like hints too in your tarot deck about health. You know, I like to interpret the ten of swords sometimes as back pain. Because they're all, all those sto- all swords. The back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like definite, definite like health indicators in your tarot deck. It doesn't necessarily mean that you should listen to your tarot deck over professional advice. Just as a disclaimer, I would like to say that mm-hmm. your tarot deck is not your doctor, but there are certain things that you can uh, divine from your tarot deck about your health. So if you're wondering also, how do I use my tarot in this time where um, you know, we're inside, we're not going out and doing anything. There's not that much to like divine in everyday life, you know, mm-hmm. it's like groundhog day, essentially. <laughs> um, the connecting with your deck and using it as an indicator of health and your body or clues about health in your body is really a great way to, you know, go inward during this time. Yeah, I like that a lot. I have like three decks that I use every day now. <laughs> I've been very interested in a lot. I do a lot of spiritual aspect work with my decks instead of, you know, what's going to happen in the future, things like that. I mm-hmm. do, like you're saying with health, I do a lot of spiritual health and wellness with it. I'm going to start yeah. trying to tap into physical with my deck and see how that goes. I forget what the name of the deck is, but... I brought home my herbal tarot. It might just be called the herbal tarot. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But I brought home that deck because I was like, okay, I'm going to be home. So I'm going to really like tap into this deck and see what it tells me, especially since it has the herbal symbolism in all of the photos. I mean, in all of the illustrations, I'm going to use this as like my body deck. Yeah. You know, Um, and I have a ceremonial deck that I use for my altar as just specifically like symbolism to place on my altar. And I have just an everyday deck. That's like what I pull from for my daily reads. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, I have two tarot and one Oracle. My Oracle is the one that's on the altar and that's where, because that's the pool that I just usually do a card. Yeah. 
um, just to feel out what's going on in the world. But the other ones, they go more in depth. And, and I kind of like that I've been able to create a plan at home for more spiritual work and self-care. It's actually been going really great. Yeah, it's a great time to go inward. Yeah, it's the it's like the best it's like the time to do it. There's no excuse right now. Um and even for people who are saying they've been asking that they don't have supplies, you don't need supplies. This kind of spiritual work is literally you going inside yourself and tapping into your own wisdom into your own guidance and this is the time to do that to meditate a lot um another tip that i could give you is youtube has everything free on there i've been doing adrian's 30 days all over again the yoga Mm -hmm. um so yoga daily meditation guided meditations um even working out because i know myself if i don't get rid of this energy it it creates a flow of fear in me or anxiety Mm-hmm. And it's always been that way. I've always been someone who worked out tremendously. And when I became ill with lupus, you know, it was something that was taken away from me. I couldn't work out as much. Um, but I'm seeing now that I'm able to kind of do more because I'm taking care of my immune system a lot more since I'm home mm-hmm. and focused on it. But yeah, guys, try to like work out, meditate every day and journaling. It's like key to kind of tap into your your inner wisdom and guidance. Yeah, so I think we could basically wrap it up there then. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think we've covered basically everything there is about Angelica. Um, I hope everybody stays safe. And we will be putting out a new episode every week about the different herbs that we're using for to to help keep us healthy during this COVID-19 crisis. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Stay safe out there, guys. Stay safe, guys. So um, if you enjoyed today's episode, please give us five stars or leave a nice review. Uh, We would like to start answering questions. We are getting a lot of questions on social media. So if you have any questions, let us know. Um, Unfortunately, Juliet and I are both very busy. So sometimes we can't get to all the social media questions. So please reach out to us. Uh, We'll keep your questions. And if we find one coincides with the episode we're doing, we can answer it for you. You can follow me on all of my social medias at Witch Baby Soap or my personal Instagram at Stay at Home Witch. Yep, I'm on Instagram, author Juliet Diaz. That's where you could find me pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and also you can go to our website, elderhour.net, for blog posts and all the recipes, show notes, etc. Yes, so make sure to subscribe to that. All right. Well, be safe out there, guys. Bye. Bye. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.